For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. This week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Stuart from the band Rest. How you doing? Hello, I'm well. How are you? Aye, not bad. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get this set up for a while. I know, yeah, yeah. It's been uh, rearrangements, and but here we are. Finally made it. I think that must be the the story of your life at the moment. It was like, we'll go back to the start and talk about the band, but the last couple of years has been a whirlwind, I imagine. It's like, it's really, really kicked on and then lockdown hit and and now it's getting back to to full forward. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, since... uh, you know, since kind of restrictions lifted and stuff, we've been non, uh, non non-stop. It's like the calendar so so fully booked from here and in. So it's just good that we've been able to, you know, get get a time to get it done, kind of thing. Good. I don't want to put you into this bracket, but I keep seeing you getting chucked into the whole. We were probably straight packs, straight and rabbit. Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of Scottish bands. There's similarities there, but I think these are amazing in your own right. So, how would you describe the band? Uh, yeah, I think well. For for me to be kind of classed with these types of bands is obviously, um, you know, that's that's very much where we'd want to be positioned. Like these are some of our favourite bands. Um, it's uh, it's humbling and flattering to be uh, to be named in the same breath as them, really. But um, for us, I think what we are all about is just we want to just kind of put out what we consider to be good songs. Uh, we don't really want to try and sound like anybody else, or um, there's no kind of we just we sound like how we sound, just authentically, um, and that we kind of fall in that bracket as. Uh, it's great, yeah. So happy with those comparisons. I'll take them all day long. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Actually, not to be a bit grim about it, but I almost feel like there's a hole now for fighting rabbit fans as mm-hmm. well. You know, after sad passing, and yep. you guys have really captured that audience. You know, and uh, I think what makes you really special as well. It's like that alternative rock, but it's got a kind of Celtic Scottish sound. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and that, in my opinion, translates all across the world. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, like uh, you know, we pick up fans in Germany and the US and. Um, but all over the place kind of thing and that's I think that's something that, that works well for us um, although it's not something we kind of we don't set out to be a, a Scottishy band if you know what I mean that's not the kind of it's not really what we're aiming for um, but I think because we are Scottish and that is like it just kind of comes through in our sound yeah. um, that that's that's how it comes across but Tell me this right because you are from Edinburgh but the yeah. other boys are from Dumfries Well I'm actually from Falkirk are you really? and the are other you? boys are from Dumfries right yeah. but we met in Edinburgh so okay. Um, it's quite funny actually because um, it was sort of uni uni thing. I think it was like the start of maybe like second year of uni or whatever. Um, and there was a group of people who were going to. So a group of people from Dumfries were like, "Oh, we're going to open mic night tonight. Do you want to come along? Come along to open mic, whatever." Uh, Where was that? Yes, this was Lothian Road um, in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I come along. Oh, Whippy's going to be there. Thinking like, Whippy, like who's this guy? Because <laughs> Whippy, whatever. Uh, so Whippy's actually Stephen Whip, the guitarist from Rest. Um, so met him basically at the open mic night. Um, there and then obviously kind of got in with a wee Dumfries, Dumfries crew so I'm sort of honorary Dumfries anyway really but that's, um, it. that's it that's it <laughs> um, but yeah we kind of met um, met in Edinburgh met uh, Steve obviously met Craig um, they were sort of like childhood friends kind of thing um, and then we laterally uh, got Johnny involved um, on drums and he is the younger brother of their other friend kind of thing so it's like very much I've sort of infiltrated the I'm the outsider absolutely <laughs> and we're actually playing Dumfries uh, this coming weekend um, that's amazing as it happens so yeah I'll be the only one that's not uh, that's not a hometown show for it's, but, for them. it's like the homecoming isn't it it's, that's it yeah yeah that's do you remember on that night at the open night did you play or did, did 
Yeah, no, well, we, we both played. Uh, oh God, I can't remember what <laughs> what it was. It's covers, obviously, but um, yeah, like we both played. But it was a wee while before we kind of started playing together, and then just. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that was years and years and years ago, kind of thing. It's like been a long, uh, a long journey from then to to now. Because so. before we were talking, I said mm-hmm. like, in my opinion, I feel as if the last couple of years, like I said, at the start of the podcast has skyrocketed for you. But mm-hmm. since where's this came from? You're like, it's a long journey. People don't see the hard work that's been mm-hmm. put in. Behind the scenes, and also like the gigs that you played in other bands where nobody's coming along when you're younger, and yes. it's all good bands, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We played more than our fair share, and um, just even the kind of the open mic night. I mean, that progressed to sort of like you know, we would kind of uh, play week in, week out for months and months and months, years, in fact, and mm. um, you know, just for just for the love of it, really. And it was that's what it's always been about for us, just because we really enjoy doing it. And then obviously, you kind of start trying to write songs, and then things get a wee bit carried away and then before you know it you're sitting in the podcast talking to you <laughs> um but yes yeah, so it's just basically um, that's kind of how it's gone but yeah years and years um for all the album come out in 2019 we've been working behind the scenes for a very long time <laughs> when did it go from open mic to let's get into a studio and start rehearsing mm, i think that was probably well like i think the first gig that we did was probably like kind of late 2009 um and obviously at that point it was just kind of like we're sort of starting to write songs and you know, it's like rotten. <laughs> it's like really bad at first and you know we played but um Did kind you of any covers? Uh no, I think we I think we tried to there was just a turning point at some stage. I can't remember whose idea it was, but someone came up with the idea that we would actually like try and be an actual band, band rather than just like totally. playing covers. So that's uh, that's that's what we did. But I think as well it's just a kind of like constant evolution and a constant process of like, you know, or working on your craft, I suppose, and kind of Absolutely. learning learning what you're doing um, that kind of culminated in an album. I think as well, when we decided to record an album, like we bit off like far more than we could chew, really, because just the actual process of recording an album is quite, a, it's quite an involved thing to do, right? To write an album and to actually go and record it. It's quite a sort of meaty uh, body of work. Um, it took us like a number of years to actually get something that we were happy to put out. And I mean, there's so many points along the way where it maybe wouldn't have come out or we wouldn't have finished it or whatever. Totally. And, but yeah, I guess it was just pushing on through. Did you just do the album with again? So the album was with Mark Morrow. Um, Mark done Indigo Velvet stuff, didn't That's it? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done so much at Edinburgh. Yeah, no, he's actually done loads. Like, Mark's, uh, Mark's in and about everything mm-hmm. that's, that's come out, really. He's, like, uh, all over the place, but... Mark, um, he's, like, four or five studios or something, or is it... No, I think... Um, what's, uh, it's down at the depot... Um, in Granton, and he's got like Studio A that um, we record in with him, and I think he's just very recently expanded to like, a second, second studio. But he's a really busy guy, but really like knows his stuff as well. And um, so we've actually recorded, so we recorded the first album with him. We've been back to record more stuff with him since, right. kind of thing. So how do you choose the person that you want to record with? Because I think that that's a really personal thing. And like you said, yeah. there's so many bumps along the way where you think this might not get out or this might not mm-hmm. happen you need mm-hmm. to put your trust in someone don't you absolutely yeah I think well I mean we had a few quite a few false starts um, where we sort of went and kind of and it's not to say that um, we recorded with people that weren't you know that weren't a good fit or whatever but it's just we had we spent quite a lot of time recording the album so we tried a few different places and we kind of just kept going until we found something that that clicked for us really um, and I suppose as well that was as much about the environment as it was like about the songs and stuff as well and just knowing what we were doing like I mean I think we probably recorded a couple of albums <laughs> worth before we actually settled on one that we thought oh no this is actually something that we want to put out and want to get behind and in that um, time were you playing gigs in between 
no, so we kind of like, um, we had played gigs up until the point where we decided to write an album and then that sort of like sucked the life out of us for a number <laughs> of years. Just like, uh, it was very much a labour of love, but um, but yeah, just like glad to have found Mark and I think it just kind of all, all the pieces clicked together. And, yeah. You mentioned the other boys there, right? And they're all childhood friends and I know Arm, who helps record this podcast and some mm. of the guys that I've played in bands with yeah. over the years and I was in the studio for that long with my childhood friends. There is no doubt that there would be arguments in <laughs> Was that a bit of the process along the way? See, to be honest, right, there's quite a diplomatic bunch of guys. Like, um, we're just saying this uh, actually on the way through that um, we don't really have we don't really have arguments. We don't really have like disagreements. I mean, obviously, like everyone has opinions and stuff. And yeah. um, but I think just because we've played together for so long, and you know, we're just all quite amicable guys, really, and uh, yeah. we just kind of work things work things out. And really, I think it just comes down to who feels most strongly about something. And but yeah, I think as well, we're kind of like we have sort of similar like influences and kind of like I just think there's certainly now we just kind of yeah I know what Whippy's going to say before he says it and the same vice versa and same with Craig and um, yes I think we're just kind of we just gelled pretty well so fortunately we That's good. miraculously we managed to avoid that because <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of time in each other's pockets but we don't uh, it's never never posed a problem really. not even that I think music is a real you're putting yourself out there like if you're writing you're putting yourself out there on page right but you mm-hmm. the lyrics that you're singing about you know the guitar pieces you've spent so long writing them and also they're often personal to you. Yeah, so absolutely. someone comes yeah. out to you and says, I don't really like that bit, mm-hmm. but you've spent six months perfecting that and it's yeah. something that's so close to your heart. It must <laughs> be quite hard to... It's definitely quite hard, but I mean, I think for things like that, maybe it's just because uh, everyone allows me the space to, <laughs> to to do what I want and that on that side of things. But um, like for, for me, uh, and we are, like we do get on really well and there's no arguments at all, but like I think for me, it's more a case of like, I have, I personally have to believe it if I'm going to sing it. Like I have to, I can't. There's not really scope for writing lyrics by committee, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's not a kind of like, it's not a joint process. <laughs> um, Would but, you let them chip in with a pre-chorus or a chorus, or is it like? Uh, come, come, yeah, I mean, if someone's got like a great line or whatever, then obviously we'll take it. But I just think like it's. It's got to come from the heart. It's got to come from the heart, absolutely. Like, and ultimately, for me, I think it's it's got to be more personal to me because I'm I'm at the front of it, right? I'm the one that's like delivering the totally. the lines kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it kind of uh, kind of work, kind of works like that, I suppose. But um, it is very much a team effort, obviously. Like the writing process, we all work together um, pretty seamlessly, and it's it's more just like a kind of complementary thing rather than absolutely. You know, so you would go in with the here's the structure, here's the songs and the yeah. lyrics, and yeah. then they put the bass and the drums and all that. And yeah. do you write the Pieces, uh, well, no, so it's, it's more like you suggested, so I kind of come in with like a sort of, um, here's here's a song, what yeah. do you think, like, do we like this? Um, and then we kind of like please build it up. Yes, yeah, please say yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of like build it up, um, build it up around about that. But um, I mean, it is like, it is a collaboration as well. The only thing where there's maybe like less collaboration is the sort of l- lyrics side. Um, but even down to like sort of melodies and stuff, like, you know, there's... There's contributions there from from all sides, but Absolutely. maybe it's just me that's awkward there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say the same. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? This is maybe a personal question, but mm-hmm. what inspires you to write your songs? Because I do feel that they are quite personal, you know, in, in uh-huh. lyrics as well. Is, is there a certain environment or a certain way of thinking that you are when you're putting pen on paper? Ah, uh, well, yeah. I think for me, when I'm writing songs, it's more like I'm kind of just like capturing feelings really like it's funny because people sometimes say to me like I can't really work out like what you were what specific event in your life you were writing about that time and it's not always it doesn't always work like that it's more just like I'm kind of just trying to capture like feelings or observations or like kind of just general moods really um that are kind of wrapped in 
Scottish indie songs. <laughs> um, but like, it's more kind of like, yes, I'm more in, I'm just kind of like thinking about stuff basically and capturing, like just kind of picking out ideas or themes or like emotions that I want to kind of write, write round about. And that's how it sort of okay. comes together. Yeah. So up until this point, when you were recording for the album, you said that you, you hadn't been playing gigs. Mm-hmm. So the album's finished. Yeah. He's going to have to play gigs. Yeah. What was the thought process there? Were you nervous? Were you... Well, it's quite funny because, so we were, we'd been playing gigs, so like we had singles that came out, um, like sort of in the kind of run up to the album launch, whatever, and you know, these were literally like our first gigs in years. Um, so like... And we it's need... a different, totally different process to write in the studio. Actually... Absolutely, like they're two completely different things. Like, um, do you know, it's two completely different crafts that you've got to kind of um, work out what you're doing with them, um, both respectively, but... Um, we played to you know empty rooms like there's ten people there or whatever and um, and then when the album came out the first gig that we had after that uh, was the Huck and Pint in Glasgow which was the album launch um, and it was sold out which was like actually unbelievable I think it's like a hundred hundred capacity right so there's like a hundred people it's really cool yeah like um, so we had to go on stage for the first time ever playing to a hundred people <laughs> but never played to that before and it was like a hundred people who knew every word to the songs. Um, so that was a kind of like baptism of fire really it was a whole step up to the plate it's kind of like you put an album out what did you really expect you know here's like people have listened to it here they are like go and, go and play to them kind of thing so it was really like in at the deep ends with that but um, that's funny because that's quite a sort of memorable one for us because I think it was for all of us it was the first gig that we'd ever played that was sold out and it was certainly like the, the wildest gig that we'd ever played at that point and it's almost like everything that we've been doing all this time is paying off yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, that's the thing when you recorded the album, it was more like, you know, we played in bands long enough or played gigs long enough to have no expectation at all, right? Just like no kind of thought that anyone would listen to it or that there would be any kind of engagement with it at all. Um, and it came out and people did. And it was kind of like, it was a weird sort of, but then you think, why are you, why are you surprised really if you're putting music out that people, isn't that what we were aiming for? And it is, but you just maybe didn't expect that that, that would happen really. I'm sure I read it at the time and correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's, you put it out online, of course, but he's also got CDs printed and they totally sold out. Yes. And then yeah. people were like, where's the vinyls? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because we were sort of sitting like, you know, it's like, we're going to do something about this because people keep saying like, are you getting that? You put this on vinyl, putting this on vinyl kind of thing. And we're thinking like, because vinyl's quite a commitment as well, obviously. It's like, expensive it's quite a, as well, isn't it's it? It's expensive. Like, it's quite a kind of like process as well. And you know, it's like, right, do you get asked enough times? You think, well, maybe we should actually look into this. <laughs> but um, but as, I, as I sit here, we're actually pretty much sold out of like our second run of vinyl. Um, that's like we've got our big show coming up at uh, Labelle in Edinburgh at the weekend, um, and we expect we'll probably like be completely sold out of album vinyl that's at that amazing. point, um, which is yeah again just like that's another so crazy thing to, <laughs> to have happened. But yeah. And then skip forward a few months. Twenty nineteen's going so well. Mm-hmm. Pandemic hits. Pandemic. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know if there's like surely there's never a good time for something like that to to happen. But I mean for us specifically as a band it was probably came at like the worst possible moment. Um, so like in early 2020, we played Celtic Connections in Glasgow, like with the headline show, which had sold out. Yeah, um, so that was the Blue Arrow. Um, oh, right. so that was, yeah, was a nice venue, like, um, but it was absolutely rammed. Like the event, you couldn't have fit like another soul in the room. Um, Stuart, I think Celtic Connections is the perfect festival for you guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a really like, it was one we'd kind of looked forward to, you know, ever since it was booked, it was like, this was a big, big thing for us kind of thing. And, um, so that was like the January of 2020. And then a couple of weeks later, February, we played the Mash House in Edinburgh and that was also sold out. It was really yeah, jumping. So it was like, well, yeah. yeah, so it was decent. So, I mean, we came off the stage at the Mash House thinking something's, feels like something's actually happening here and we're getting like a wee bit, wee bit of momentum. And then obviously like for the rest of 2020, we pretty much, we were booked with a UK tour coming up. We're going to go to Germany. 
you know, had all the all the dates planned, and then it was like, oh, this thing's happened, and all shows have been cancelled, and and obviously at the start it was kind of like, oh, it's like three weeks or whatever, or a couple of months, and the shows were back. Never thought it would be would be where we are, but um, but obviously for us at that point it was just kind of just a bit tricky to know how to play that really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a lot of tickets already sold, a lot of shows like so it's like we'll just keep cancelling things and kind of pushing them further down the line, and I think it was by kind of April time we started thinking, right, we're maybe going to have to like think of something else to do here because we can't really sort of like tread water for this length of time kind of thing and we've got to like keep the keep the momentum going really it must have been quite um, difficult as well when you're so used to rehearsing and you've got these shows coming up like and you can't really get together absolutely yeah it was such a weird like yeah. because the thing is the band had become quite a significant thing in our lives to that point you know it had gone from like like you start off and it's just like something you do with your friends like in your spare time or whatever and it gets by the time it got to the pandemic kind of kicking in it was very much like a, like probably like approaching the main concern in my life day to day kind of thing, and then all of a sudden that's ripped away from you. And you just think, well, what? How are we going to? How are we going to play this? What do we do? Um, and that's when we kind of started uh, writing writing new songs, and, and which became an EP. You know, when that's ripped away from you, like for some people, like it was hard enough for people's mental health. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you know such a driving factor of the imagine for you boys. Mm. You know, it's like it's, we've we've really got something special here. Has this just totally slipped away? Yeah, I know. It was honestly like a few head in, head in hands moments, just like, oh, this couldn't be. And it's almost as if like, like there couldn't have been a more specifically damaging thing, just very narrowly in the case of like the band and the stage we were at. It's almost as if there couldn't have been anything else that was so perfectly disruptive to <laughs> to that mission kind of thing. Um, but yeah, as I say... planned this, what have we done wrong? I know, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's too, too inconveniently timed, but... Um, but yeah, we just like made the most of it, obviously, and just like I suppose like everyone had to do in totally. their various ways, and um, yeah. And the EP then was there a point where you thought, or did you just write it in your own houses and send it to each other? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it was an entirely remote process, oh, um, no which way. is the first time we've recorded like that. Obviously, we wouldn't ordinarily like work like that, um, but yes, yeah, so it was basically like um, it was funny because it started off being like, oh, we'll just we'll come up with a couple of songs, we'll do like acoustic versions because we're obviously limited by what you can do and you can't get in the studio or. But then I suppose it's like any of these things. It grows arms and legs, and before you know it, it's like right now we're putting out like a full EP, like um, it full five band. Songs, it? awesome. uh, it's five songs, awesome. yeah. yeah. yeah awesome. um, we found a, a very willing friend um, who was up for just doing the sort of like mix and mastering, yeah. kind of like handling the recording side. And we heard the sort of first mixes and kind of thought, oh, this has actually like got legs. It sounds actually really good. And yeah. Um, but yes, that was the EP, a world that's left you unspoken. Um, it wasn't like wasn't songs written about the pandemic at all. Um, it was more just kind of like songs that felt appropriate if you know what I mean it felt like yeah. to us that it was a kind of appropriate piece and it was just maybe like a few scraps that we had lying around or a few ideas that were fleshed out plus like a couple of brand new brand new songs there must have been it. songs from that album that didn't quite make the cut but then do you go back to the album and say oh, I want to use them mm. or do you just think no there's a reason they didn't make see the cut? yeah I'm always like I always push forward like I would never kind of go back to back to a song um you know if, yeah. if it didn't make the cut at the time then it's not because I feel as if like there's no shortage really of songs to be written um, there's no like shortage of ideas to kind of be worked up and I mean maybe there's sort of like some things from songs that didn't quite make the cut that you'll pick up later on kind of thing but totally. I'm just very much like onwards and upwards and make the next one better and it seemed like 2020 you brought out that EP it really filled a gap you know mm. it was like we're still here we're still doing things yes, you know, we're yeah, not going yeah. away and you know when time comes we'll be there you know? yes yeah I think as well there's something just quite interesting about the because it was such an abrupt right turn for us and to something that we hadn't planned like there's something quite cool about that as well and that these are songs that wouldn't have ever 
existed or seen the light of day had it not been for the events that unfolded kind of things. So obviously it wasn't what we wanted to be doing as a band and it wasn't what we'd sort of chosen to be doing. But, you know, it was there's a there's something that's come out of that. And now when we go and play the shows, like when the cover tour eventually came round yeah. uh, much more recently, we go and play and those those songs are you know, people know those songs yeah. equally and like have and the same. That, this tour that's coming out now is still essentially the album tour. Yes, yeah, it's still the album tour, yeah, which is uh, it's crazy in a way. But because um, I mean, certainly the album. I mean, we wrote it even before it came out. It was written like a long time ago. So I mean, these are songs like that have been with us yeah. for like a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to go. I mean, we've been all over the place in the UK, and well, everybody obviously like it's the album tour, so people connect with those songs. But they also know, know the, the EP, EP, yeah, which yeah. is good as well. It seems like there's been a lot of terrible things to come out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. There has been some real success stories, and it seems like this is one. But also, it seems like because people are stuck at home, they mm-hmm. wanting to hear the music. Yes, you know, they want yeah. to listen to podcasts. Or I think there was a concern with people that were making TV thinking, oh, you know, nobody's going to be. What we're going to do? You know, uh-huh. we're all going to be stuck inside, and it looks like there's people we watching series from years ago. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's been a boom yeah. in all these things, and uh-huh. it's like when people are stuck inside, they're crying out for something to give them. Open enjoyment. Definitely, yeah. Your music's yeah. been a real support for people, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Right. We well, look at the the gigs just now that, that's happening just before the weekend before we're recording this. You were down in Newcastle as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's a sellout as well, wasn't it? Uh, well, Newcastle had originally sold out. Um, it was a kind of small, smaller room originally sold out, and then it got upgraded to oh, like a bigger room. But I mean, that's for us. That's you know just the latest crazy thing to happen I mean Newcastle like I don't know anyone in Newcastle like I've only been like once to Newcastle like I've no business selling out anything in Newcastle really so um, to, to go there and play you know it's the same across the, the UK tour like we uh, played Leeds which was sold out again it's the first time I've ever been in Leeds Brighton you know there's people in Brighton like you can't go further south really people in Brighton singing the songs back and just to to me that is that will never cease to amaze <laughs> yeah, what, what do you put it down to because obviously you guys have got amazing music but, oh, thank you. But it is also hard to get your music out there now, mm. especially when everything's online now. There's mm. it's, to a certain extent for some people, MD can put a song out there, you know. Yes. How yeah. do you stand apart from the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to know. Um, like, I mean, it's just, we are under no illusions. Like, we feel like very fortunate that people have picked up on our music and people listen to it and have connected with the songs and stuff. and. Um, we're just kind of pinching ourselves really and hoping that hoping <laughs> that it doesn't going. yeah hoping it keeps going, um, but yeah I mean to be able to go and play I mean for me like we spoke about the hug and pint and a hundred people singing but that was the peak that was more than I ever sort of like wanted, um, and now obviously here we are kind of playing all over the place and there's people yeah. coming to see us in the first instance and actually knowing the songs it's. You've got another big headline on Edinburgh coming up this weekend, ahead. Yes, we do, yes. This is our biggest ever show, um, La Belle Angel, um, 600 capacity. Like, I think the biggest we've ever played to this date is like 250. Um, so it's like... Uh, Are you yeah, nervous? Do you get nervous before shows? Nah, don't get nervous now. Like, maybe in the first, you know, the first shows or whatever. But I think now it's more like, like we're confident in what we're doing, if you know what I mean. And we're kind of like, we've played enough gigs just like play enough gigs to know what you're about kind of thing and Absolutely. I think that's the stage that, that we're at so I don't feel I don't feel nervous like I feel more nervous about like are people going to come to the gigs than the actual <laughs> yeah, gig itself yeah, totally. um, so when when we see that uh, there's going to be people there then that's uh, that settles the nerves and is it Edinburgh on Friday and Dumfries on Saturday that's right yeah, yeah double it's header. almost like this is where he's met and this is where the boys are from yes it's interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, really looking forward to it like um, yeah it's always good like the kind of you know doing the doing the two shows in the weekend as well and yeah. 
um, you know, it properly feels like uh, when you're travelling about together and stuff, it feels like uh, like a proper a thing. Concept. But that's it, yeah. What about Germany? Where did that come from? Yes, it's yeah. It's like once you announced the album or once you've done the shows, mm. you were meant to be going to Germany to get those mm-hmm. back, but it's November now. Yes, it's, it's ten November. Ten shows or eleven shows? Ten shows, yeah. yeah. Um, ten shows across two weeks. So, I mean, touring-wise, we've only ever done like four or five days consecutively in the UK. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, going across this. we were going to fall out. This could be the time. Where this could be the time, <laughs> exactly. Well, we've not tested it to its fullest. But, that album um, recording was fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's another story. But um, but no, we're doing like ten shows over two weeks, um, and we're kind of all all about Germany. Um, we've actually like been lucky enough to sell out in Hamburg as well. Um, we've got Berlin's like sitting so close. Um, there's a few of them that are like well sold. So again, it's a pinch myself. Like, um, but yeah, I can't wait to get across and like play to German a German rest crowd and see what that's like. And that's really looking forward to it. Yeah. How did it come about then? Did you use mm. a booking agent that set that up, or was there... uh, yeah? So basically, just like a guy got in touch, just like. Like to put you on in Germany, do you want to come do a few dates? And um, so we said, yeah, we'll do that. And he put together the tour. Um, and then obviously it was like everything else. It became victim to the pandemic kind of thing. And then he came back. It's like, well, just to the sales, like everything's been selling pretty well. So will we do more dates kind of thing. So it got extended by like three, four dates. So, um, but yeah, we're just like really excited to get, get across. We're getting like quite a few bookings for Germany kind of further forward into the future as well. So it looks like that's something that'll be like a kind of recurring thing for us. Um, like Denmark, Switzerland, stuff like that as well. But it's just like obviously being able to go and do it is the only the only thing now. But there's something about the German music scene that mm. it's just they really take to Scottish bands, but they also seem to they've got such a passion. You know, I've uh-huh. been a couple of gigs in Germany and lucky enough to play one or two there and yeah, yeah. it seems like there's no pretentiousness with this crowd. Uh-huh. You know, everyone's there for a good time, no one's yeah. judging you. Oh, excellent! I think you guys will be in an absolute storm. And Hamburg sounds like it's going to be so special. Yeah, I just can't wait to, to get across. Really, I've never played a gig like. So it's only recently we played the gig outside of Scotland for the first time in England. <laughs> um, so yeah, to go across to Germany and play, it's just. Yeah, just How are he getting about? He's driving everywhere. Yeah, so I think we'll be driving. Uh, it'll be van <laughs> van for a couple of weeks, but um, it'll be a good experience anyway. Like really looking forward to it. Yeah. What's happening with the music-wise? Because you said earlier on there's some new music coming as well. Yes, well, there's some new uh, new songs. Obviously, uh, as the pandemic dragged on, <laughs> there was like more time to write more new music and I think beyond the EP. So, mm-hmm. um, so we brought out like our single "Second Wind," um, which kind of came out uh, sort of like a couple of months ago, um, and then our new single "Medicine" that's just come out mm-hmm. at the turn of the week there. Yeah, so. And hopefully, like a few, few more watch this space. <laughs> can't can't divulge any more. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. So buzzing for you, so excited as well. And oh, thanks very much. I think the future's very bright for rest. Hope so, yeah. Thank you. Brilliant, thanks for having us. Listen, thanks very much to everyone who has listened or watched this podcast. Uh, please go and check out Rest. I'll put the socials in the bio. And if you like this, uh, please like and subscribe. Cheers.